0: Hello everybody, this is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at Wopsy.Church. God bless and happy listening. We give them glory. We give them honor and we give them praise. Thank you for your word, Father. Anybody thankful for the word? It hasn't even come forth yet, but anybody thankful? Anybody standing in that kind of faith that you're saying, oh, God, thank you for your word. Amen. Because we know that when we come to him and we come to him ready, we come to him with an expectancy and we come to him with a sincere heart, ready to receive, he's not going to allow us to leave empty handed. And so the good news is if you're in the room, a part of our small live studio audience, or if you're watching at home or from wherever you are through the live stream, the good news is that there's something in it for you. All right. Yeah, that's the good news. No matter who you are, no matter what kind of life you live, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you have done in the past or even have done last night, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you that there's something in it for you. And so listen up, be open-minded, have an open heart, and be ready to receive everything that God has for you. If you're ready to receive it, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Amen. God is good. Living lonely, part one, unmasking lonely. We're unmasking lonely today. Is that all right? <laughs> a lot of times lonely can have a mask on, but this morning we are unmasking lonely. Okay? Yes, indeed. Unmasking Lonely. Anybody ever heard of this word, lonely? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think of when you hear the word lonely? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Those are good. All right. What y'all talking about on Facebook Live? What do you think of when you hear the word lonely? I know me. I immediately think of some songs. All right. Janet Jackson, you know, she had a song, Lonely, on Rhythm Nation. Um, but I was thinking about the one off of Velvet Rope, circa 97. You know, I get so lonely, can't let just, see, y'all know the song, see, uh uh-oh, somebody that had a flashback, somebody that had a flashback, come on, bring it back, bring it back, come on. (laughs) Then I thought about Sister Spears, she gave us, uh, you know, by a violent yet endearing title, hit me, baby, one more time. She said, my loneliness, y'all know how she said, my loneliness It's killing me and I. Come on, I must confess, I still believe. She didn't know she was preaching. I still believe. Y'all remember Sister Spears? What else y'all got? What other songs y'all got? Uh-oh, Bobby Womack, if you think. You're lonely now. Wait a minute. This is too deep. <laughs> Gotta change the station. <laughs> All right. So y'all have heard of the word lonely. I'm not by myself, right? Amen. I, 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 I know you've seen the promo. Anybody? Oh, somebody still caught up. Bring it back. <laughs> Lord, I done took you back. You starting to, to, to smell the perfume and the. Colon- oh okay, so look. Oh, here we go. <laughs> when you're dealing with a church they play too much. Uh oh, Sister Val said, What do the lonely do at Christmas? That's a timely one. It's timely. <laughs> I know you've seen the promo. Anybody anybody enjoy the promo? <laughs> All right, there is more to come. Uh, each week, we'll show you something different. Uh, we captured a whole lot at the shoot, so there's more to come, and it's just a fun way um, to bring some excitement and some awareness to this new sermon series, okay? Uh, shout out to Cameron Michael Head and for the entire team for making this one happen. Shout out to the amazing talent. Yeah, y'all didn't know that Dr. Deacon Renee could Khadij like that, did you? Yes, indeed. And y'all ain't seen nothing yet, amen? (laughs) Anybody used to watch the show? On the live, did y'all used to watch the show? Or maybe you still do watch the show. I believe it's currently streaming on Hulu, and it's accessible on some other platforms. Um, That was a good show, wasn't it? It it was first aired uh, back in 93 when I was a toddler. And, and it lasted until I was about six or seven years old. If you are a 90s baby, meaning if you started school and grew up in the 90s, et cetera, you probably remember your parents or grandparents or an aunt or uncle or a first cousin twice removed watching this show. Uh-huh. It was very popular, the, the ratings were sky high and the viewership ranged from about six to nine million each season. Um, It it is known for and was created with the intention to see African-Americans in a different light than often portrayed prior. Take, for example, our girl, Queen La. Queen Latifah's character, the main character, uh, Khadijah James, who is the editor and publisher of Flavor magazine. Or... Take, for example, Kim Coles' character, Sinclair James Jones, who's her cousin and a roommate, and they work together. She works as a receptionist at the magazine, and she also is an aspiring actress. Y'all remember that? And then you have Khadijah's friend and former college roommate, Maxine Shaw. Maxine, Maxine. A strong-willed attorney, played by Erica Alexander, who, by the way, still looks the same. I don't know if y'all know that. Black certainly don't crack. Amen. (laughs) Then we have uh, T.C. Carson's character, Cal Barker, uh, Overton's roommate, who is a stockbroker. And and lest we not forget the on-again, off-again love interest of Maxine, you know, when they weren't fighting. And then you have John Hinton's character, Overton Jones. Uh, He's Cal's roommate, the Brownstone's handyman. And last but not least, our girl Sinclair's sweetheart. Somebody say, Obi. (laughs) And then Khadijah and Sinclair's roommate, Regina Hunter, a.k.a. Regine, played by Miss Kim Fields, who is a childhood friend of Khadijah's and did we ever really know what she did for a living? I think she just did single. Yeah, she was living. She was living single, okay? That's it. Okay, she worked at the boutique. Okay, got you. Uh, this was a very, very popular show, and it's become such a staple in 90s pop culture. And it's funny because I was thinking, you know, we had a, a Bible study series earlier in quarantine that gave a nod eventually to the show Friends, and and not that that was purposefully done, but I now realize uh, that here we are paying homage to what some may call the original prototype, the inspiration, the living singer. There we go. All right, y'all supposed to have my back now. If I do it again, y'all need need y'all to have my back. Somebody say living Lonely. Lonely. Turn in your Bibles with me uh, to Proverbs 1824. Proverbs 1824. Somebody said they watch the show every day. Somebody told me yesterday that they are so excited about this series because that is like their favorite show. All right. Proverbs 1824. Let's make that your favorite scripture for this series. <laughs> Proverbs eighteen twenty four, Um, it says this. It says, one who has unreliable friends. I'm in the NIV. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I'm going to read that again. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. Somebody say soon. You know, it don't take long, you know. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I know a little something about having a brother now, amen? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Somebody say, that's it. That's the text. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much, God, for this moment. Father, we thank you for this highly anticipated moment in service where we get to hear you speak. And so, Father God, I pray now in the name of Jesus that you speak with boldness and with clarity, using me as a vessel and an instrument only. I ask God that you would literally decrease me and increase yourself that, Uh, Those who are here and those who are watching will see none of me and all of thee. Have your way, Father, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, take control of this atmosphere. Holy Spirit, take control of my body from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet and everything in between. Use me, Lord, in a mighty way that your people might be blessed. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 And you see, uh, we're back in the book of wisdom, the good old book of wisdom. We're back in the Bible's third of its five Old Testament books of poetry. Uh, it's not a sonnet. It's not a haiku, but it's high key, a message. Amen? Amen. This is a message. This message. Somebody say this message. However, and uh, this series is not about the show. All right? Not about the show. Uh, but don't touch that dial because this message is about some episodes some episodes that you've seen before i'm talking reality tv i'm i'm talking episodes that you've lived out i'm talking episodes that we all go through but rarely talk about can i talk about it today If you're you're for it, say, talk about it, Pastor. All right, I will, since you asked. You see, I know know what you think. I I know how you think. Some of you uh, may be trying to grasp the contrast between the look and the vibe of the promo and the subject matter at hand because the cast in the video clip didn't look lonely. But in this part one of the series where we are unmasking lonely, which means exposing the true character or hidden truth about loneliness, the first thing that I want to bring to light is this. One of the main misconceptions is that loneliness has a look. Write that down. Write that down. I'm going to help you with your notes. Write that down. One of the main misconceptions is that loneliness has a look. Hmm. Yeah? A lot of us think that if you're not in your own little corner, in your own little chair, you can't possibly be lonely. If you have an upbeat personality, WPBI master's program and its graduates, if you are a popular sanguine or a temperament blend that is expressive of the strengths of the sanguine temperament type, if you're always smiling and laughing, or you're the first one to make a joke, you can't possibly be lonely. If you have a big family with a lot of people at the gatherings and The reunions, you can't possibly be lonely. If you work with a lot of people, you know those co-workers, you know that team? I'm sure you're not lonely. Watch this. If you're married, you can't possibly be lonely. But what if I told you that single and loneliness are not synonyms and that no one is exempt from the possibility of lonely? Yeah? Because hear me clearly, and warning, this is also noteworthy. Loneliness is a matter of connection, not company. I'm going to say that again. Loneliness is a matter of connection, not company. I'm actually gonna say it again for the people in the balcony. Balcony, can you hear me back there? Yeah. And I'm gonna say it again for the people who just woke up and rolled over and tuned in. Go ahead and get the crust out your eye. Go ahead and get the corner of your mouth real quick. Just a little bit. I know I can't see you, but don't do me like that. Good grief. <laughs> You got some catching up to do, but I will repeat this part for you, and I'll do so free of charge. Somebody needs to wake somebody up at home and tell them this. Loneliness is a matter of connection, not company. Amen? You can have a billion friends on Facebook. You can have a billion friends in real life. You can be a part of this group, and you can be a part of that group, and you can be a member of this organization, and you can belong to that church, and you can go out with these people, and you can hang with this crew, and you can sleep with him, and you can FaceTime with her, and you can gossip with them, and you can date him and you can be married to her especially because some of us chase this and that and her and him all in the name of having some company and you still have no connection. People all around you, you're good on company but let's talk about connection. A lot of us can come to church or tune in Sunday after Sunday and not really experience any life change because we're in the company of God. That wasn't in my notes, God, what are you doing? Because you're in the company of God, but just because you're in the room and just because he's in the room does not mean that you're connected somebody say get connected get connected somebody say get connected it does me no good for me to run into the room where my charger is just because now me and my phone are in the room and now the charger is in the room there's something else that has to happen in order for it to be some connection. And where there is no connection, there is no charge. Come on, somebody. And so we wonder, how did Sister So-and-So get charged up after that series? And how did Brother So-and-So get charged up after that worship experience? I was there. I was in the room. And guess what? God was too. But were you connected to him? It's time out for empty worship experiences. It's time out for tuning in just to tune God out when you get off the line. It's time out for being in his company but lacking his connection. And so, let me get back to my notes. And so, loneliness doesn't have a look. And there may be somebody who looks like they've never known what lonely is, who may be secretly struggling with lonely as we speak. But I come to help you today. And if you don't get help today, you will get help by the end of this series. Amen? Now, let me warn you, this this isn't preachy. It's teachy today. But I promise you by part three, you'll probably be shouting and crying and sweating and rolling in the floor and foaming at the mouth and all that jazz. You know the stuff we like. Honestly, oh, here we go again. Honestly, that's part of the problem. You don't want a word like this. (laughs) I know a shout box that was just shut down. There's one thing to be moved by the spirit, and it's another thing just to move. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And so a lot of us have movement, but we don't have substance. And you can't live off of movement. Movement is for the moment. But I come today with some substance. Some stuff that's gonna keep you. Some stuff that you're gonna chew on. You can't dance everything away. You can't dance the devil away. Nine times out of ten, he created the tune you're dancing to. But what he didn't create is the word that you can speak. What he didn't create is the word that you can go to and lean on. Woe to them who come for a movement and leave with no mandate. Nothing to hold you accountable. Nothing to feed you. Hmm. Just something to move you. I'm not here to move you. As a matter of fact, God and I have been talking and as much as I love a, a good moment on, on New Year's Eve of the reveal and everybody to scream and shout and turn all about, what if God says that this is the year of something that's not shoutable? Are y'all okay with that? Because a lot of people were shouting about a lot of things going into 2020. But how that vision looking now? Okay, so 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 especially in a position like mine, you have to be careful or even in a position like David's or somebody like that. You have to be careful not to make decisions based on the desire to emote the people. My desire is not to emote you. My desire is to enrich you. So if I don't get nah amen but I say what God said to say I'm fulfilled. I can go home. And I can go home happy. Because your reaction is not really weighing in on my obedience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so this is not a, a, a dancy. This is not a preaching, this is not a shouty, this is a, a teachy, this is a weighty, this is inform informy, if you will. Anybody say inform me. <laughs> That's it. I've come today with a lesson. I've come to explain. I've come to reveal. I've come by assignment of the Lord, to unmask. Yeah? To unmask. Um, Let's talk statistics. Let's talk numbers. Y'all know I don't like talking about anything without doing some research. And so I conducted my research and found that according to the NPR, the National Public Radio, a DC based nonprofit media organization. If I put the logo up on the screen, then you probably say, ah, I've seen that before. Uh, they report that three in five Americans are lonely. Three in five. We have groups of five. We put all the live watchers and everybody here in groups of five. Only two people would not be lonely. That's what this research says. When broken down percentage-wise, that is 65 percent. Okay? I don't know about you, but percents help me. Uh, Which is over half, over half of our country. That means more people are lonely than not. And what if I told you that when I fact-checked the info for a timestamp, this was pre-pandemic. This study was published January of this year based off of information gathered the summer of 2019. So if 65% of the 10,000 working American adults that they surveyed were lonely in the summer of 2019, when there were no mask mandates, no executive orders regarding quarantine, and no limits on how many people you could have up in the church house, and no forced online college college students, and virtual learning young people. Y'all remember those days? They seemed so long ago. If this was before all of that, then it goes without saying that uh, we're quite sure the numbers have probably certainly increased from then to now. There is something called the UCLA Loneliness Scale that is used as a standard within psychology research and it was used for this particular study and this study was led by insurer Cigna. Y'all know about Cigna? And it was found that uh, from 2018 to 2019, There was a rise in loneliness by 13%. Now, that's a big percentage for a year. So, again, I can only imagine what the rise from 2019 to 2020 would be. I should find out so we can play some sanctified bets and see who gets the closest. (laughs) I'm just playing. So, I say all that to say that loneliness is not new. It's not new. Loneliness is not uncommon. And it's something that seems to be only getting a bigger problem or to be getting or becoming a bigger problem as time goes on. Now, isn't that funny, though, if you think about it? Because as time goes on, we have found more ways to be connected, right? Wouldn't you think? You mean to tell me that with the expansion of technology, with the developments made that increase our communication, like email, text messages, and other outlets of reaching out and keeping up, like that of social media and GroupMe, and the masterful development of the DMs that get some of us in trouble, hashtag it goes down, that we are somehow becoming more accessible, but at the same time, more lonely. That we are somehow becoming more accessible, but at the very same time, more prone to loneliness. This same study shows evidence that social media use is actually tied to loneliness, okay? With 73% of very heavy social media users considered lonely in comparison to the 52% of those who only use it occasionally. Isn't that weird? And I touched on this a little bit last week, and it is the fact that we are literally Building relationships with our phones. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a praise report this morning as I was back there getting ready. You know, if you have an iPhone, you get a weekly summary of your screen time. And that thing will humble you sometimes. Because it'll tell you, up oh, your screen time is up from last week. Such and such percent. It'll show you how many hours you spent on social media. It'll show you how, it, it'll break that thing down. And so I've been intentional, though. I've been intentional lately about unplugging and connecting. Let's Say that again. I've been intentional about unplugging and connecting. A lot of us are plugged in, but we're not connected. Like plugged in to social media and things like that, but not connected to the Father. And so when I tell you that thing, would it tell me it was down? I was shocked. I thought it was wrong. It said... You're down 76% from last week. I said, "Come on, Zion. There is a God cuz that ain't me, I'm telling you." <laughs> and so be cognizant. A, a, a lot of us are literally building relationships with our phones. I used to just, you know, decline that that little thing that would come up on Sundays. "No, no, 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 look at that. It'll help hold you accountable. Build some awareness about this thing." Unhealthy relationships with our phones. Addictive relationships. myself included, it's, it's, it's an addiction. It's become an addiction in our world today. but it's so popular that it seems like it's just normal. Mhm-. Just because everybody's addicted doesn't mean it's no longer an addiction <laughs> Okay? There is an attachment there when often it's the first thing we look for in the morning, first thing we reach for. It's the last thing we touch at night. And it begins to accompany us in the way that we grow dependency upon it to the point that we feel like when it dies, it's like a part of us has died with it. (laughs) Until we plug it back up. And when it gets new life, it's like you got new life. Can we be real? And it's even gotten to the point where we feel like we can't sit on down on the throne. All right, one person got it. Two two people got it. Y'all coming? Y'all coming with us? And lay down your burdens. Yeah? Okay, did that help? Did that help you out? So, yeah, some of us call it taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. That was next on the note. You know, it's in one hand, and Charmin is in the other. I'm not trying to get too graphic. That's why I don't like to touch a lot of people's phones. But I'm trying to paint a picture here because this is an unhealthy obsession. And so the only thing... Uh, that is really, really detrimental about this behavior is that it doesn't give you anything in return as a real relationship would. It eats at our time. It gives us information, and for some of us, sensation. For some of us, just sin. But it is not able to lend to you the emotional support and meet the metaphysical needs in order to substitute for human interaction. Y'all with me? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not an animal person, but they say a dog is man's best friend. And you would do way better having your best friend being a dog than a device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't want to get into all the dynamics of our dependencies on the screen. Somebody say the screen. hmm because <laughs> the screen, that, that can lead into some conversations about some other stuff like pornography and on being intimate with the inanimate. But what I will say is that some of us are selling our soul for something that doesn't have one. I said that some of us are selling our soul for something that doesn't have one. Hmm. I think I'll drink to that. Some of us are selling our soul for something that doesn't even have one. I believe that there is a satanic attack, an assignment that is being launched on some of you through your screen. I believe that. But that's a whole nother series, so let's stay focused. And so you may feel very interactive, but you lack true interaction because the thing that you are interactive with lacks the ability for reciprocity. Okay? I want to talk about something real quick. And then we're going to move on. It's something called haptics. H A P T I C S. Write that down. I don't know if you've heard of it before. I know the IT people have probably heard of it. It's called haptics. Um, Haptics is relating to the sense of touch. In particular, relating to the perception and manipulation of objects using the senses of touch and proprioception, which means uh, perception or awareness of the position and movement of the body. Haptic feedback devices create the illusion of substance (laughs) and force within a virtual world haptic feedback devices create the illusion of substance and force within the virtual world. It's an illusion. A lot of us, we look forward to our time with the screens. You know, we crawl up on the couch and we make sure we're charged up and we spend that screen time because it feels good. It creates an illusion of substance. Haptics, I want y'all to look that up for homework. It's, it's big in the world of video games so that it can make it seem like you're really there, you know? They use haptics with the controllers and things like that. And, and it's being integrated also and has been integrated into our phone systems, our cellular devices. And so my iPhone has shown me uh, haptic settings that allow for improved nonverbal communication that refers to the ways in which I can interact with my phone via sense of touch. And so, in other words, so that I can uh, uh, further build a relationship with my phone now replicating feeling. My phone knows my touch, you know, And, 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 and it adjusts different things like vibrations and things to my personal haptics. <laughs> Just showing you how this relationship can be built. Let's move on. Somebody say loneliness. We are living. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Come on, give yourselves a hand. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Just making sure y'all are still with me. I told y'all this wasn't about the sitcom, right? Okay. A professor at the University of Utah who studies relationships and health by the name of Bert Uccino expresses that pervasive loneliness has widespread effects and mentions its strong links to mental health issues such as anxiety and depression. He says and urges that it's an urgent time for the study of loneliness. He's saying that loneliness hasn't been studied well enough, especially in this time. You know what else I found that's interesting because you know I'm I'm a part of, of that generation who saw the introduction of a lot of this. But there's a generation that this is all they know. There's a generation that was born into this. There's a generation that does not know life prior to Facebook. yeah? And so I'm a millennial, but we have a generation right on our heels called Gen Z. And Gen Zs are people who are between about 18 and 23, and when surveyed, they had the highest average loneliness score. And boomers had the lowest. Isn't that interesting? Because we often think that older people are more prone to be lonely. But the research says that this pattern is actually consistent with results from other studies, says Julianne holt Lundstead, a psychology professor at Brigham Young University. She said, we need to recognize that no one is immune. Preach Julie. Somebody say, loneliness doesn't have a look. To further prove that loneliness doesn't have a look and expresses itself in people and people groups that you may not initially think of or imagine, the research, uh, research also shows that loneliness is more common to men than women. Exactly, that's what I said. But I can see that once you think about it. You know men, because we don't talk about it as much. We don't cry out We suffer in silence. You know, we have the macho attitude of, I got it, I'm good, I'm straight. Hmm. The statistics are alarming, but I want to present them because this is a part of my assignment to unmask loneliness. There are a lot of people who probably, you know, came into this saying, you know, I'm I'm not lonely. I I probably won't be lonely. I probably won't find myself there. And now with this information, you may be saying, maybe I should pay attention because I'm not exempt from lonely. Okay? This is part one, and you know in part one of any series, what are we doing? Laying the foundation. Amen. Uh, There are some dangers of lonely. Psychology today tells us that, and it makes sense. Loneliness, one of its dangers, it increases the risk of suicide. Okay? Um, Also, It destroys the quality and efficiency of sleep. And y'all know that's a no-no for me. And what's the other one? That's it. Amen. Y'all know y'all pass. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Also, loneliness increases the likelihood of premature death by 14%. And guess what? Obesity is just seven. That means it's more dangerous to be lonely than to be obese. I keep trying to tell y'all, just let me be fat and happy. I tried to tell the doctor that. I tried, no, no, I'm just, (laughs) I'd rather be fat and happy than lonely and skinny any day. I don't know about you. You might die first. You got a double the chance of dying before me. Let me eat in peace. (laughs) I'm just joking. I I am just joking. I'm just joking. (laughs) You know? The research shows you. (laughs) You know how people misquote scripture? That was was like that. (laughs) The scripture said. Somebody say living lonely. Got one more thing and, and, and then we're good to go want to talk really briefly, because we're laying the foundation, so a lot of this stuff we're going to build upon um, next week, but uh, on being alone versus being lonely. Okay? Because even when I ask what you think of, a lot of people say it alone, and that's true. I think of that too. Um, But what I found is that they're they're very different. Um, it, It sounds like, well, Yeah, it's very different. Uh, It sounds the same, alone, lonely, but it actually has two different functions. I, I know even it sounds like an oxymoron, but it makes all the spiritual sense in the world, and I need you to write this down. This is the next point that's definitely notable, and that is that the reason a lot of us are lonely is because we don't know how to get alone. Write that down, I'm giving you time. The reason a lot of us are lonely is actually because we don't know how to get alone. The reason a lot of us are lonely is because we don't know how to get alone. We've gotta be okay with being alone with ourselves. We've got to be okay with being alone with God. I know some people that, they, I mean, they just, it's like they can't do anything alone. They're, they're looking for somebody to run to them, you know, to here and to there, and then they're inviting people over, and then when they are alone, they're on the phone all the time. And then even when they're alone and not on the phone or something like that with people, they have to have something going, some music, some TV, something. And if you cut all that stuff off, the real thing may be that you can't stand yourself. And so what you're doing, even if it's subconsciously, some of us is consciously, is we're creating distractions so that we don't have to deal with ourselves. That's right. Yeah? That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And so we have to know how to get along, and we have to be okay with being alone. Okay? And I know I know that some of us that's not our natural inclination, especially dependent upon our temperature, our, 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 our temperament or or our personalities and things like that. But for some of us it's the opposite. So just as some of us have to work toward being around people, some of us have to work toward being okay with being alone. Amen. You should practice that this week. You should take some time and cut everything off and see what you think of you. Mm-hmm. Ta-da, that's right for it. Ta-da. That's it. Cut it off. Cut it off. There we go. Cut it off. Okay? But even greater than getting alone with you, you got to know how to get along with God. If you learn how to get along with God, your reaction and interactions and things with people, they are necessary. I'm talking about that a lot next week. I'm not a proponent of running away from people. That's a trick of the enemy. The enemy want the enemy wants you to be alone. He even attacked Jesus when he was alone. And so you aren't always supposed to be alone. Jesus could have did this thing by himself, but he said, "Up, oh, let me get 12. Let me get 12 good ones. They're not perfect. One of them crazy, cutting off ears. The other one, you know, I got some of them betraying me and all of that, but let me let me get 12. Because how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Yes, Speaking of queen law, you and I, what? T-Y, amen. I knew y'all was hip to that one. I knew. I knew I had a church. <laughs> and so I'm not saying to cut off human interaction. We were built, we were literally created for interpersonal relationship. But before that, my God, We were created for relationship with God. And so we've got to be okay with vertical way before we go horizontal. Yeah? And guess what vertical includes? You. It's you and God. That's a relationship. And we have to be okay vertically before we're okay horizontally. Listen, you can be alone and not be lonely, and you can also be lonely and not be alone. By definition, alone just means having no one else present. Yeah? And for some of us, depending on our temperament, we're cool with that. hmm We didn't ask to be this way. That's just how we are. Notice I said we. Lonely is dealing with the emotion of sadness because you lack companionship. But how many of you know that you can be in a position where no one else is present but still have companionship when it's vertical? And the mastery of this companionship will equate To the ability to master these levels of companionship. Okay? Jesus is our example, He's our prototype, and He showed us how to get alone. He had His 12, but sometimes He had to leave them down in the valley, down in the meadows. And he said, listen, I got to go up to the mountain and get away from (laughs) y'all. I got to spend time with the Father. Matthew 14, 23. You better get you some time to spend with the Father. It's amazing how we can go all week spending time with so many people. And then on Sunday when it's time to cut on the live, Like, good to see you again, God. And then sometimes we've seen him throughout the week, but that's only when we ask him for something. For us, the amen corner today. You know? But what about that time? What about that companionship? He doesn't just want to be our counselor, he wants to be our companion. Matthew 14, 23, and it says after he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. It says later that night, he was there alone. You don't need to always have your prayer group to pray. You don't need to always have the deacons handy. You don't need Pastor Joe. You don't need you know your 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 sister so and so your brother so and so you know your your mentor your, your, listen you need to know how to get by yourself and pray later that night it says he was there alone later that night that means also that he spent some time uh huh cuz it seems like it might have been day and then it turned to night But y'all know the time cap we put on God. (laughs) We talked about that last week. Mark 135. Let's look at that. Mark 135. Mark 135. And I'm I'm, I'm closing soon. I'm closing soon. Because last Sunday, y'all didn't tell me I preached about two hours. (laughs) Somebody told me that's the longest I ever heard you preach. I told him, I listen, the thing is, yeah, right, it was built up. And I used to go like that anyway, but then Bishop had to talk to him. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I, I don't want to lose your attention. Mark 135, very early in the morning while it was dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've mentioned before, it's good to pray while you're driving on the way to work or wherever. But that's not quality time. Yeah. I know you feel good about the fact, you know, you done prayed and, you know, you done spoke over your day. That's good. But that included too many of your senses having to be connected to too many other things. So God had your divided attention. Yeah, you prayed, you said something, you spoke something, but it was your divided attention. And it's only when you get alone by yourself, no cars, no people, no noise, that he literally can have your undivided attention. I was talking to somebody this week, who endeavored to give God their undivided attention on purpose this week. And they were saying that they were amazed by how fast God spoke to them. And I told them, I said, Yeah, that has been my experience. It does not, it does not take long because God is just waiting for moments like that. God is literally just waiting to have your undivided attention. And a lot of us are waiting on God to speak, but God is waiting for us. To get alone. Mm -hmm. And so in my experience, it doesn't take long at all. As soon as you get alone and, and, and get quiet and shut other things off, God is literally waiting. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. And so very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Thank you, Jesus. You got to try your best to create an atmosphere. If you think about it, we create atmospheres for everything else. A lot of us when we want to sin and do things that we're not supposed to do, we create a mood. For those who aren't married. You know, have have you experienced have you seen that? I mean, not in real life on the movies. Have you seen a candlelight? Have you seen a, a, a dim? Have you seen a Have you seen the mood set we set a mood to prepare the atmosphere for what we want to do yeah yeah if you want to eat come on now set the table and so what i'm saying is let's set the table to dine with god let's create a mood and an atmosphere that let God know that lets God know what you intend to do. Amen y'all with me I'm getting to close but I'm closing with this loneliness is a matter of connection, not company remember that Loneliness is a matter of connection not company and I'm here to tell you today that a lot of you think that you're lonely because you don't have company, but you don't need company. You need companionship. Amen? Remember, I, I, I was I was uh, alluding to Adam. And, and, and Adam, if you notice, two things about Adam. God put Adam in the garden and it was just him and Adam. And he established that vertical relationship before he brought the woman. The helpmate. Before he brought the companion. He said, I don't, I don't want you to get lost in that. First, I have to establish my companionship with you. And so, get this. Adam. When God gave him Eve, Adam wasn't without company. He had all the animals. He even helped name them. He had pets galore. He had company. But he was without a companion. The companionship speaks of the connectivity in contrast to simply having company. We are designed, and we are wired for interpersonal relationships. God desires relationship, unity, and community. And loneliness hurts the way it does because we weren't built for it. We were built for community, and we were created for community. And this is my segue into next week. We're closing the chapter on unmasking lonely, and we're opening the chapter on cultivating companionship. That's all I have. Can somebody give God praise? Can somebody give God praise? Was anybody blessed by this word? Did anybody get anything out this word? If so, you ought to praise God in faith that the seed sown today will reap a bountiful harvest in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. And all the time, amen. Amen. And so we thank you so much for watching um, and being a part of what God has spoken today. And we pray that you don't allow it to fall on deaf ears, but that you take it, um, that you apply it. Remember, get intentional. Spend some vertical time. Undivided. We don't want to take for granted that everybody watching is saved or even everybody in the room is saved. And so at this time, we want to offer Christ to you. Jesus Christ, he he died on the cross uh, for our sins. He was hung up for our hangups. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. They nailed him to a cross. But he didn't stay dead. On the third day, he actually got up with all power in his hand. He took the authority, the keys from Satan. He ascended to the right hand of the Father, and now he's there interceding on our behalf. And he he did that just so that you can be the saved of God, just so that you can experience relationship with God here on earth, but also get to experience an eternal relationship with him in heaven. And so I don't want you to miss out on that. The scripture says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that means you. And so if you're watching, if if you're here and you're saying, I need to be saved, I'm not sure of my soul's salvation. I'm not sure if I'm just a creation of God or if I'm actually a child of God. You become his child when you accept him as your father. And so if you want to accept him today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a prayer. And after I, I, I pray, if you repeat after me, believing what it is that you're saying. The scripture says confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that God raised his son Jesus from the dead. You are saved. Repeat after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you as a sinner in need of your salvation. Come into my heart. Cleanse me. Renew me. Save me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you raised your son Jesus from the dead. I believe that he is now seated at your right hand, interceding for me. I believe that I am saved in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's clap it up for anybody who may have experienced salvation on today. Listen, I do have a second appeal because it's important that we have relationship, but it's also important that we have fellowship. Um, and that's being explained in this series, but it's important for us uh, to do this thing together. and so God designed that none of us do it alone. So you may be saved, but you may be saying, I need to become a part of a church family. Yes, you do. I need a pastor to speak into my life. Yes, you do. I need brothers and sisters to do this thing with. Yes, you do. And so if that's you, and you would like to become a part of our Word of Prayer Cultural Center family, then if you're in studio, raise your hand. If you're on the live, then go ahead and type, I'm part of the family. Also, if you became saved today, type, I'm saved, so that we might acknowledge you and reach out accordingly. Amen? Let's give it up for anybody who may have become a part of the WAPC family. Indeed, we have grown through the pandemic by way of uh, this live. And so we thank you again for joining us. Uh, this has been your host, Pastor Joe. And I'm so grateful for your being with us. We haven't done this in a while, but I think it's time to bring it out. This is the WOP. And we want to tell you. That we love you. All right. Enjoy. Hey.